We're going to jump into the episode really quick, but first just want to say thanks again for checking out the second episode of the Trenches podcast. On the last episode, we had on Jordan Steidinger, who is the co-owner of Hebrews 11 Coffee, um, as well as he's done a lot of other things, which you'll hear about. On this episode, we're going to have on his sister, Shalice. So make sure you stick around. Um, She's super young, super smart, has learned a ton through this journey, and I know you guys are going to enjoy. So thanks for listening. All right, we are live. What's going on, Shalice? How are you doing? Great. Good. Yes. So I interviewed your brother. It was about a week ago or so. Uh, The thing is, I don't know which one I'm going to do first. If I'm going to release this one or your brother's first. So we'll see. Okay. But um, for the audience, you own a coffee shop called... Hebrews 11 Coffee. Okay. Yeah. Um, So yeah, Jordan and I got into quite a bit of details, but... You know, it might be a little bit repetitive for the audience, but I'm gonna, I want to just ask you some, you know, general questions. First of all, I think you guys just um, hit one year, right, mm-hmm. in ownership. Yes. Okay. This Wednesday. Has that like just flown, or yes. is it, or has it been like this has been the longest year of my life? I'm not gonna lie. Um, like some days it feels like obviously we have good days and bad days. So yeah. some days it feels like we've been open for decades but other times like yeah this week like our one year anniversary i was like man if it did it get flew by it's crazy yeah i can't believe it. i mean it's just like yesterday you guys had the idea right i know and okay so i'm curious about kind of like day one of when you guys started so when well first of all how the idea even come up like was this something i think that jordan talked about um this was more of like your dream and your idea originally right yeah where did that like where did that come from i don't to be completely honest i don't know like i one main reason that i wanted to start my own business was so i could work for myself Mm -hmm. i didn't want to work under people um so that was kind of the start of it and then i was like what is something i enjoy i've always enjoyed coffee i'm very passionate about it um but in all seriousness i never ever thought that it would become like real life it was always a dream yeah and I never thought that it would become reality. Um, and I'm so grateful that it did. But yeah, I was just, I moved up to college or up to Chicago for college. Mm, and I, I was doing business. Yeah. Were you actually in Chicago, like the suburbs of Chicago? No, I was just in Batavia. Okay. I say I say Chicago, but it was just Batavia. Okay. Um, But yeah, I was up there doing business. And that's when Jordan found out about it. So Jordan's always wanted to own a business, but he didn't know what. Yep. So then he was like, we should partner. So then that's when I dropped out of college because he had his business degree. Okay. So it was a kind of waste of my money if he had the business brains and I had the coffee brains. So then, yeah, we moved home and it became real. Like, I remember, oh man, I think it was like two years ago, we like met up at at the Abbey Mm -hmm. in Quincy and we like discussed like a fake menu and stuff. And then it went like a whole year before we ever like was like, okay, this is for real. Yeah. And we started buying stuff. So, okay, back up a little bit. First mm-hmm. of all, how old are you today? 20. 20. That's insane. Like, yeah. you're, you're 20. I think your brother's, what, 24, 25? 25. Okay. That's that's insane. Yeah. I mean, you guys are like, you have how many employees? I mean, like over 10, right? Oh, yeah. I think 15. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. So, backing up, a um, little backstory. Like, I've known your family for a while. I talked... Uh, about this with Jordan a little bit like your dad has helped us get started and like helped me get started in real estate he helped us flip my first house you know he he was over there telling us what to do I feel like your whole family has kind of like a like you're not a normal family right (laughs) like none of you 
um, have have just like done one thing, like you know, gone to be an accountant and just done that. Like you guys are all like entrepreneurs, um, have started different things. Like Clayton, you know, he's done real estate with me. Um, he's done, you know, he's in the electrician field now. He was a uh, you guys Mowing. are yeah, you guys have all kinds of stuff going yeah. on. Do you think that like the, you know being an entrepreneur is that something that you were kind of like born the the traits that you have you were just born with or is that something that like over time you you become more of like an entrepreneur i guess what i'm asking is like did did your parents rub off on you in any way yeah i definitely feel like the answer to that question is like how we were raised mm -hmm. my dad was an extremely hard worker and i feel like that had a huge play in it yeah um and i never thought that i would be an entrepreneur ever um, I was a very like go to work, work nine to five, come home, go to the gym, relax. Yeah. Never thought that I'd be working as many hours as I am now. But I think that the reason that I can is because I grew up like that. For I saw sure. my parents doing that. So yeah, to say your dad's a hard worker is like an understatement. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's insane. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay, so you graduated high school, and then what? Did you go straight to? Is it Botavia? Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Did you go straight there? I did. Okay. Yeah, I moved to Batavia literally three days after I moved 18, turned 18. And then I was only up there for six months, I think. And then okay. I moved back and we started the business. So at that point in time, was Jordan back in in this area yet? Or had you guys started talking about the coffee business like when he was in Kansas City? Yeah. No, he was in St. Louis. Yes, we did. Okay. Like what? That's the part that intrigues me because like that's there's so many numbers involved like hey are we going to be able to financially make this work like how did you guys i know jordan like is more the numbers person but did you go into it like i sure hope people show up to this thing yes so that is a huge reason why we did the trailer like before we even purchased the brick and mortar or did that we did the trailer in case like obviously it was a huge leap of faith mm -hmm. um that's why our name is what it is but um yeah i don't know Sorry, I lost my train of thought. So the, okay, backing up real quick, the Hebrews 11, right? What yeah. Was it Hebrews 11? Yes. Not to put you on the spot, but is that like a favorite Bible verse or a chapter that you guys, is that like a faith-based chapter or what? Mm -hmm. so I Hebrews, should know this, by the way. <laughs> no, you're fine. So Hebrews 11 in the Bible is, it has the name, the Hall of Faith, because oh, okay. it goes through all of the people in the Bible that like had super strong faiths. And um, that's, I literally had that name picked out since I was like 12. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Because I've always dreamed about having my own coffee shop. And I was like, Hebrews, you know, I'm a Christian coffee brew, whatever. And so that was never something we had to discuss. But then when we went to like make the name an LLC or whatever, mm -hmm. our attorney was like, you have to have a number behind it uh, due to like some other stuff. And we're like, that's when we chose 11. Okay. Because of the Hall of Faith. So, yeah, you were saying like it took a lot of faith to get into this because like you really didn't have a proof of concept um, in this area. Like no one else had really had a legit coffee trailer, right? I mean, that I can think of. Mm -mm. What did that, no. I mean, was that something that you worried about getting into it? Um, like, you know, what if this doesn't work or was this something you're just like, nah, we'll figure it out. So that is where me and Jordan become really good business partners because he was, I will never forget, like the first couple weeks, he was just like, if we had a slow day, he was like, oh, I'm just sick. This is gonna, oh, no. this is just horrible, you know? But I am extremely laid back. Like, obviously there's pros and cons about the both of us, but I was just like, it's fine. Like I literally 
had full faith and confidence that this business was going to succeed. Yeah. And I don't know where that came from, but I was like, Jordan, it's going to be fine. Like, I remember telling him, like, when we very first opened, it was like week two and we had maybe 50 cars a day. I was like, Jordan, give it like a year. We'll have a line to the road. You just wait. 50 cars a day. That sounds like a lot. Is that not a lot today? No. No. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so starting out like those, that first week, um, just to give people a little bit more context, you guys bought a, like a trailer that you pull behind a truck, right? Yeah. Was it one that already was like modified with all the coffee stuff in there or did you have to, I mean, I know the answer to this. I actually asked Jordan about it, but I guess what I'm asking is, um, you guys didn't buy this thing just already ready to go, right? You had to do research and figure out, you know, what equipment you wanted and things like that. Was that something that was more up Jordan's alley, like figuring out what coffee, um, like the espresso machines and the ice makers and all that, or was that something that you did? Um, kind of the both of us. So like when it came to like the ice machine and the, like the construction work, um, the sinks, the plumbing, all that was Jordan. But when it came down to like the espresso and like the coffee grinders and all that, I would say it was more of like a team thing, but like. When it came down to like more of the coffee products, it was more me because mm. I was more educated in that area. Um, but yeah, as far as like picking the trailer and stuff, all Jordan. Okay. I I don't know anything about. So anything. when you when you bought the trailer, did you guys already have like the place picked out where you're gonna put it? Oh, I think we did. Okay. Yes, we were planning on West Quincy, but we never had it like set in stone. Mm. Um. But yeah, it worked out. So that was kind of like a little bit of leap of faith too. Mm -hmm. Just like, well, we'll just buy the thing and figure it out. Yes, for sure. Um, Okay. So then you, so you got the coffee trailer, you got the equipment all set up, found the location. That first, um, like the first week or so of ownership, like I, I just imagine like my brain, I'd be freaking out the whole week. Like how, how do we do this? You know, like Mm -hmm. the first customers start to show up you're like this is actually happening yeah do you have like any memories about like the first week or two of like i don't know just your thoughts like how how what were you thinking like this is awesome or like oh my i'm scared to death about this yes um so our very first event was taste of palmyra and that was surreal i remember like your sister worked it was her first shift and like we were just like your mom was there everybody because we were just like so nervous for like what to expect lots of learning curves like what do you do when a customer needs this or when this happens um yeah definitely a lot of fear um but so much excitement like it's honestly so amazing to like look back and be like man we got like a six drink order and we were like that's so big like oh my goodness we just got six drinks and now that's like a daily thing you know just to see the growth of the business but i guess yeah in the beginning it was a lot of fear, but I tried my best to be like confident yeah. because customers can feel that. Yeah, you know? that's true. So I was just like, act like you know what you're doing. Act like you've been doing this forever. But. That's like, it's terrible, but that's the way I feel like in real estate too. I'm like, some days I have no clue what I'm doing. And it's just like, not really fake it till you make it, but act confident yep. and you'll figure it out, right? Yep. Do you have any, I probably shouldn't ask this question. You don't have to answer it. But like, do you have any like horror stories of, um, just like days that went terribly wrong. Like maybe you, you ran out of something or like, I don't know, an employee walked out. I don't know. Like anything that pops out, like fun horror stories. Um, in all honesty, we've been blessed with like a really great team. Um, oh, actually, yeah, I have one. 
Um, I think our wor- the worst thing that happened with us was in the trailer during the winter seasons was um, the heaters. You had to keep like four oh, heaters yeah. on. Did Jordan tell you this story? No, I think I heard. The, I think Katie was involved with this. Story. Yeah. Or like when she was working or something. Yes. Okay. The heaters did not get turned on. Um, and ultimately, it's my fault because I was supposed to check every night that they were still running. But surprisingly enough, just one heater didn't get turned on. And just that one made the big difference. And we got there Monday morning and everything was frozen. Like literally the espresso machine was frozen. The We have this like water tank in there. I kicked it like a solid block of ice what was it like zero degrees out oh yeah and it was like well i never went and checked on the trailer because it wasn't that cold the night before Mm. and then in the middle of the night it like froze so it was crazy like we were sick like we cried we prayed because we thought we were gonna lose everything because we could have yeah and that stuff i mean you know i know the numbers are kind of confidential but like those coffee machines are so expensive right i mean yeah have you um over time started to like upgrade equipment or are you still using like the all the original stuff no we've definitely upgraded so when we first started out we had a two head so that's four shots now we have a three head which is six shots okay so in the trailer everything's the same from when we started but then the building's like all upgrades pretty much okay so um when was it you guys were you know starting to pick up business was was rolling in at what point were you like, hey, this is working, like uh, we're growing? Uh, was it like instantly or did it take you a while to like finally relax a little bit and be like, hey, we're we're doing this thing? It took a while, a few months for sure. Okay. Because um, we had like, we would have really good days and then we'd have really bad days. Um, we've found out that marketing is huge, super, super, super important. I didn't do good at marketing in the beginning. Um, but yeah, now that we've learned, I would say within the first five to six months okay we were probably at a comfortable like confidence that we were gonna succeed so um what did it look like in terms of like hiring people i think early on i know my sister started pretty early on katie um i know some of your family was helping like i think your mom helps quite a bit when did you guys like hire your first like legit well i guess maybe katie was like a legit employee yeah um, Katie was probably our first real hire, but yeah, starting off, I mean, it was all friend, friends or family. Mm-hmm. Um, our first like real hire, I would say maybe three months. That might be a little far out, but yeah, um, I'll never forget it. We, I think we posted that we were hiring, I believe, and some random girl reached out and we did an over the phone interview. And I remember it being like such a big deal and we were so worried about it. Um, hired her. And then we just continued to get busier and busier. Mm -hmm. And so, and then we extended our hours because it's crazy to think, but I don't even know if you remember when we first opened, we would closed at three, I think. And now we're open till seven. So when we extended our hours, that's when we really brought on a lot more. Were you day one open like all week or was it just like certain days of the week? I actually, you'd think I'd remember. I know we were closed on, I think Sundays and Mondays. Mm -hmm. Um, And then open Tuesday through Saturday. Well, you've probably gone through like multiple revisions of your schedule and stuff. So it's probably kind of hard to remember. Yeah. Ours have changed quite a bit, but. What are like some of the, some of the things that, um, I don't know, like stick out, like, uh, like business wise, like different lessons you've learned, I guess, through this whole thing, whether it's like, it could be anything from, you know, have enough money in reserves or make sure you have enough staff hired or, um, 
make sure you've got enough supplies or like, what are some of the like things that stick out to you from running the business for like a year? Like what are some of those big things you think about? Um, I would say, yeah, inventory is huge. Like inventory has been an issue and we've definitely learned to be overstocked. It's always better to be overstocked than understocked because we ran out of things multiple, multiple times. Um, staffing, definitely overstaff surprisingly mm. i'd rather send someone home than have to call somebody in yeah um i would say honestly the biggest lesson i've learned like for myself personally is to let myself go home like i definitely for a period of time overworked myself yeah coffee and like working in this industry is my passion i enjoy it thoroughly but i was working way too many hours a day and then i became bitter towards the business yeah and there was definitely like two months in there that my attitude and like my work not ethic but like my work drive Mm -hmm. was not there and it was affecting the business like i could tell yeah and i was like you got to get a grip and so jordan and i have got really good at being like okay you can go home like go home spend some time like do some stuff for yourself mental health is important um so that's like a really big thing, I feel like for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think I think a lot of people don't think about the stress that comes along. I mean, like, you think of like, oh, it's a coffee shop. Like, how complicated can it be? But I mean, just even the stories I hear from from Jordan, from you, from my sister, just the stress. Like, what are how, how do you, how do you handle the stress? What is like some of the best ways that you've learned like on those days where everything's just like, oh my word, what, what are we doing? This is terrible. Yeah. How do you, what do you think about? What do you do? Um, I always tell myself being the boss is hard sometimes, especially for how young I am. Yeah. Because 20? I literally, you said 20, right? Yeah. I literally have people working for me that are older than me Yeah. and I have to be the bigger person. Um, and if I act stressed out or if I act up, it affects everybody in the room. So mm. I always remind myself like, Stay calm, stay cool, stay collected. Like you're yeah. literally affecting everybody in this room right now. Um, so I've what I've learned is I literally just take a deep breath. Like I'll literally sometimes turn around and I'll take a deep breath and be like, what do we need to do? Yeah. Don't worry. I've realized if I like try to rush, I just, I make a bigger mess. And I just like, I take like a mental like notebook in my head kind of. And I'm like, what do you need to do first? And yeah. like, take your time, talk through this get the girls in the correct positions because they'll get like super like flustered yeah they get super flustered and they're doing things that just doesn't make sense and like the system isn't there anymore yeah so i kind of just have to walk in and be like okay you know so and so you be here you be here and you do this and that's awesome i love that like you're 20 and you're figuring all this out like it's it's caused me to grow up very fast so i mean that's i feel like that's one of the biggest lessons um people tell me that they've learned through their businesses like you're you're starting to think about like the systems that run your business you're working on the business not in the business so for you it's like more important it's not so much that you can make the perfect latte it's like how can you put the right people in the right place and make sure the machine runs right which is yeah. like something you're already doing which is crazy yeah it's awesome it is surreal but um tell me about like well first of all i'm, I'm curious like what's the, when someone comes through the drive-thru uh what is the what's the drink that when you hear it you're like oh like i don't want to make that thing there's got to be one because oh. i think about this when i order something it like um oh i'm trying to think where it was oh we're at an ice cream shop 
And, you know, most of the time they're just, you know, dishing out a couple things of ice cream. Well, Devin and I ordered, um, we were in Prescott and we ordered a, um, is it called an acai bowl mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. So it's like blended stuff. And I like totally saw the people like, oh, like both of the employees mm-hmm. were like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, and then the ones like, oh, do you want to make it? You know, to the other employee. Right, right. Is there anything like that for you guys that you're like, I mean, I know it's not that big a deal, but is harder to make? Yes, for sure. Everybody, I'm pretty sure every barista that works for us, everybody's least favorite drink to make is the Reese's Cup. Okay. It's only a blended drink, but it has peanut butter in it. And so your hands always get like super dirty. I know it's stupid, but no, yeah, it's, it's your hands get dirty. It's hard to like put in the cup because it's thick and it falls all over you. And yeah, so I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. And like you said, it's a it's like a system. Mm-hmm. And so when you like disrupt it, it's probably hard to I don't know. It yeah. can just mess up the flow. Um, so what what does it look like? So like behind the scenes. So, um, you know, you have I guess I should tell people like you had the trailer and then you went to the brick and mortar. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think early, the first days of the brick and mortar, you just had people come right up to the window. Right. Just like the trailer to order. Or did you have like that um, speaker system or intercom system day one? Day one. We had. The OK. Intercom. Yeah, you did. So how does that work? Like behind the scenes, someone pulls up to the speaker. First of all, how do you know they're there? And then like, is the person who's taking that also making the drink? How does that, how does that work? So we always have a minimum of two people, majority of the time, three or four people staffed at a time. So there's always one person at the point of sale system. Um, and they, when somebody pulls up to the intercom system, there's like a sensor, mm. so it beeps. Okay. So it notifies us that there's a customer. The girl doing the window and taking the order, that's strictly her, her job. Um, so she'll take it. And then this is all Jordan, but. she t- Wait, she takes the order like, does she have like a headset on or something? No. So oh. it's actually, it's like what Steak and Shake uses, they said, and maybe some other older businesses. But you literally just hold down the button and speak and then let go to hear them. Oh, okay. So. So I, can everyone in the room hear the order? Yes. Okay. It, and you can control the sound of it. Some girls don't put it that loud but so the yeah. same person who's at the window is also taking the order is that what you said yes Say, okay so they they hear the order they put it in the system and then they stand there and take the the next order mm-hmm. um and jordan set it up this is all his idea but he has like a tv set up in there and then once they put that order in the system and the little ipad it automatically shoots up to like the big tv that everybody in the room can see so they can see the ticket, like we need oh, to make okay. this. And then that's where the second barista comes in play, which is down at bar, and they make the drinks. Okay. So when we're like super busy, so like our busiest days on Saturdays and Fridays, we have four people. So we actually have one person doing strictly just taking like the order and like saying, how can I help you? And mm-hmm. then putting in like the drink. Then there's a second barista that's at the legit window who's taking the money and handing the drink oh, out the okay. window. And then there's two more people down on bar. What does that mean on bar? That's the people who are like literally staying there. Yeah. So like making the espresso drinks, like I usually assign one to like blended and Lotus and then the other one's pulling espresso shots and making like the ice lattes or hot lattes. Okay. So uh, how did you figure all that out? Was it just like trial and error? Like what works? Oh, 100%. Yes. Trial and error. And Jordan's very, very good with coming up with like systems like he's the one that came up with the whole intercom the tv Mm -hmm. with the tickets on it um he's very like 
gifted in that area for like seeing something and like having it come to life I yes guess. but he mentioned um you know you guys work really well together you have too i mean just like you're not opposites but like i feel like you have maybe you are opposites but you have like very com complementary complementary mm -hmm. can't yeah. say that word that like skills so like i see him as more um actually you explain like how yeah what are your roles like what's his, what's his personality like versus yours um i guess i'm blown away that me and jordan are business partners growing up like no offense to him but we were like never close yeah it was always like me and trevin um or me and clayton i was never close to jordan and now like he's obviously probably one of the closest people in my life i know him so well he knows me so well and i am blown away at how great of a team we make i thought we've been open for a year now i thought by now we would have gotten like some kind of business argument yeah business fight whatever we haven't like we literally i don't know if we just understand each other or what he is i guess to answer your question he's definitely the money man so payroll all that jazz he's in charge of it when it comes to obviously something breaking like construction or mm -hmm. anything of that sort that's him gravel um pulling the trailer more of like the manly jobs like yeah. not to put it in categories but that's definitely what he does i am more of i feel like i'm sometimes better at like controlling the women mm -hmm. you know because i am one um and then like all the barista all that jazz if girls have questions about drinks or creating the drinks um so you actually you're the actually actually the one that's like figuring out how to make them it's not jordan he's not doing any of the like ingredients and all that yeah i guess to like make a lot like to make the answer simple i guess i would be more of like the person behind the science mm -hmm. of the coffee and he's more one that like is putting the systems in place okay. to make the business flow yeah if that makes sense and you guys probably also like tag team some stuff like oh, yeah. the overall management of it and oh yeah how often are you because i know he's very numbers driven he's very analytical how often are you like looking at the numbers and like okay like today we're you know behind what we were yesterday or is that something you just don't like really look at so starting out i never did like in all honesty and he would tell me things and i'd be like no way but the longer i'm in the business the more i'm <laughs> turning into him yeah and i'm becoming extremely like interested and passionate about that so i have access to it obviously so as of recent i've been looking into it but he definitely knows more of like what it costs to get like how many sense is in one pump of product mm. you know yeah that's crazy that. yeah there's so much that goes into it that that i never thought about before i started hearing jordan talk uh, like even the cups and everything like you i think during um covid you guys had like a hard time finding the cups right mm -hmm. and i'm sure that you know if you go if you buy a different brand like it cuts into the profit margin if you're like overpaying it by much and there's so many yeah. like little numbers involved that people don't think about right how often are people uh, this is probably kind of frustrating to you guys but like um messing a drink up and you guys just have to throw it out does it happen very often <laughs> yes i guess and i am it's an, it's a uh, sore topic because okay. the lady like the ladies the girls the baristas they're it's a job they're yep. working nine to five or whatever you know so it's like a mistake drink throw it out and jordan and i have brainstormed so many different ways to make like an uh, incentive for them yeah. to be like okay you mess up that drink that's you know me and jordan that's 
50 cents or whatever it is that gets out of your paycheck you know obviously we wouldn't do that but it happens all the time yeah and it's like as a business owner it's like i see that like one pump of mocha go down the drain and i just yeah it just hurts a a little bit right yeah that's that's something that uh, a, a non-business owner just want to think about. Right. And you, you think about like all these massive companies out there, like the Walmarts of the world and just any big massive company and how much waste there probably is because some yeah. employees just don't care. Um, I've heard you guys have really good employees, but I know like just, yeah, the little thing, like an extra pump of something. Yeah. Like, oh, stab in the heart. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, I think I asked Jordan a question similar to this, but like all this experience you're getting at 20 is like incredible. Do you think this will open the door for like other businesses in the future? Or are you, are you like, oh, this is good. I'm, you know, after this coffee shop, I'm, I'm done, you know, in the business world. Or is it kind of exciting to you be like, okay, if we can do this, what else can we do? That does excite me. Um, I think to speak for myself, I think Jordan's is probably different, his opinion on it. For me personally, I would be very happy to like own Hebrews and grow it. Mm-hmm. Like it excites me. Like we are literally just like tapping the surface right now yeah. with what we can do. And that excites me, the different avenues that we can take. But as far as like another business, I would know me personally. Yeah. Your passion is in the coffee business. Right. And I would be happy to own this place for 10, 15, 20, 25 years and then retire, sell it or whatever, yeah. and then be done. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you are going to expand in like a certain area, would it be you would buy more trailers to take around to different locations or would it be like maybe a brick and mortar location? Definitely brick and mortar. Um, the trailer was a great way to start just with the fact that there was so much like that was so much faith involved mm-hmm. with it could it could have failed but it's a ton of work a ton of work why um, what is it that makes it a lot more work just the fact that you have to move it um yes well the water you're limited on everything so you only have like three bottles of syrup you only have um so much water so much ice there's no heating there's no air um so like and during the winter and like the summer seasons it's brutal like super hot super cold yeah so um, and then like obviously in the winter like the potential of things freezing and stuff um and then yeah pulling it it's it's um you have to like start your day like if you open at seven you know mm. we have to be there at like what five thirty. yeah versus getting there just half an hour early um and then like the whole cleaning process is always like you have to literally restock it and everything there's just so many like things that we didn't think about that we've obviously learned. But yeah. having a brick and mortar where everything is there, all of the inventory, um, plumbing, everything, it's so much more convenient. So um, with the, with the coffee the the coffee trailer, how does that work? Like when you guys are going, like you said, the first thing you went to is the um, Palmyra. What was that? Taste thing? of Palmyra. Taste of Palmyra. Yeah. Um, is that something where you guys are, are reaching out to people and like, hey, can we come to this event? Or is it now to the point where people are like calling you and be like, hey, will you come to our event? How does that work? Super interesting. So when we first started, it was us reaching out as to like as many calling people. people. What? Just like cold calling people, yeah. like random places. Um, yeah, we definitely focused on. So like Hannibal Regional, that's somewhere we still go. You know, that's actually that's. Farm and Home is a better example. Like we just called them and mm. we're like, hey, can we set the trailer here? Um, it was never like 
us calling like specific vendor or like events i guess um it was just more locations that we thought that it would be successful with like a lot of traffic i guess if that makes sense um but now it's like we have to deny people because we have so many inquiries about can you come here can you come here that's awesome how do you do you schedule them out like way in advance i mean do you know for like a month a month ahead of time like you're going to be on here on this date or is it like if people call us that far in advance then yes um we have a very consistent schedule as of right now so we know we know where we're going to be every monday tuesday wednesday and friday and that's just set in stone um but yeah um okay i also am curious so like i'm the type of person that i always get the same drink every time i get well i did try the the pumpkin um pumpkin pie latte not pumpkin spice okay which was like really good good pie uh but my point was like i don't typically get a different i always get the same thing Mm -hmm. what are um what are like some of the seasonal drinks you have like obviously the the pumpkin in the fall but like is there like a seasonal thing for like the spring and the summer honestly not really okay i would say honey lavender for the spring is huge that's very popular like just all you know what i tried that yeah that was good yes that's a super popular one other than that no honestly um so i've obviously had to create a menu for every season now that we've been open a year spring and summer were the hardest because there's so many basics like winter you have the peppermint Mm -hmm. um obviously pumpkin's huge but summer and spring it's just kind of like what like what kind of floral drinks do you put in a latte yeah you know it was it took a lot of research and like taste testing to get a menu would you ever like branch into uh other things like would you ever like serve like ice cream or like shaved ice or anything like that or is it pretty much like no we're just serving the coffee so to me and jordan have discussed this and i think that we're just going to stay coffee we'll never branch into anything else i don't think we did try the ice cream and didn't go over super well okay yeah um i don't remember that was that something you like just bought tubs of it local no we we literally made it homemade and like did the whole bought the ice cream machine oh that'd be so much work yeah yeah and so we'll probably bring it back this spring it people liked it but once again my marketing skills were not there so i think that's why it kind of just got forgotten Mm. about um but personally speed is something that we care about a lot and so i personally think that if the more things you add the bigger chance there is of people forgetting recipes messing up recipes um and yeah to make we're a coffee shop you know we're not a bakery yeah so um so we have a mutual friend kyle reinhardt up in central illinois yeah um i remember the day that he called me he was like hey i'm thinking about uh you know buying this old building and turning into a coffee shop i'm like oh boy sounds like a lot of work yeah and they're still i think they're expanding today and that was like probably what over five years ago now yeah um and are they more of a bakery okay um you're talking about common grounds yes i they have like food products and stuff like they have like a whole menu like kitchen and sandwich and stuff and then they have coffee too okay so that's something that you guys are are at this point like no like we don't want to get in that deep to stuff yeah keep it more simple we've we've considered it and we've gone back and forth multiple times but i think after a year we've decided it's not it's not what we want to get into i feel like if you offer food and sandwiches and stuff you have to have a sit down area Mm. i don't know maybe that's just a mental block in my head but we have discovered that we're strictly drive-through okay it's convenient 
and that's what people like. I wanted to ask about that. Um, so your thoughts about like an indoor place where you can go and like sit and hang out, it's really not beneficial for you guys to have that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Come on. I want like a really, I want you guys to build a really cool coffee hangout. We There's like very few in Quincy. I know. Come on. I know. Maybe, maybe a small one. I, when I, so when it was just my dream, um, that's what we were planning on doing. And then the whole trailer thing started. And then we discovered drive through is like where you get most people because mm-hmm. they don't want to get out. You know, they want something fast and convenient. So I don't know. I guess I should say no. Maybe we will. Yeah. I mean, the rate that you guys grew in the last year, I mean, who knows what two years from now, three exactly. years from now looks like. Yeah. Okay. What is a Lotus drink? I've, I hear all about, never had one. Really? Um, is okay. it, it's like a colorful drink, right? Yeah. Is it like an en- energy drink of mm-hmm. some sort? It is. It's, I always like the baby way to explain it, to make it super easy to understand is. It's basically carbonated, caffeinated, and it has a ton of flavor. Um, we add flavor to it, and then it makes it, like, super flavorful. It's like a healthy energy drink, pretty okay. much. Where does the color come from? Is that just, like, a, a food coloring? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know where that came from. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because I feel like that's, like, the biggest um, phase right now is, like, lotus I drinks. know. It's crazy. And I feel like it might die off. Like, it might just be a trend right now, yeah. but I'm not complaining. Like, we literally, like, looking at sales, we sell pretty much 50-50 Lotus and coffee. Interesting. Do you, is Lotus, is that more of, like, a younger person thing? Or mm-hmm. do, I mean, do you do you spot that, like, the, the different age groups, like, tend to get, like, certain things? Oh, 100%. Yeah. The youth is for, like, the Lotus is for the youth. Yeah. For sure. Um. I don't know. I do get some like older moms or like some grandmas, like, you know, they like it. They're yeah. just scared to try it. But. Um, so what are some other trends that you pick up like that certain people order? Um, well, obviously a given like the elderly is just a black drip coffee. Yeah. You see that one coming. Um, a lot of like middle aged. Honestly, I feel like majority of our audience, like majority of our people is, um, I would say anywhere from like late twenties to like fifties, mm-hmm. like parents. Okay. Um, and that's the specialty espresso. That's like where a lot of our sales come from. So like caramel toffee crunch, salted caramel white mocha, all that stuff. Um, an espresso drink with flavors in it. That's what that is. It's it's just a shot of espresso and you guys are just put like a pump of something in it. Yeah. Okay. All and of our drinks, like almost all of our drinks is literally espresso milk and flavor. But are they drinking just that or are you adding the milk, like a latte? Yes, we okay. add the milk. Okay. Yes. So so a typical latte, just like a small latte, is just like a, a shot of espresso. Um, if they want a flavor, pump of flavor, vanilla, whatever. I'm a vanilla plain guy. Yeah. Um, and then like a cup of milk or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, like, you know, I know Devin, she has like the special order or whatever and it's like soy milk or you know yeah do you is that something is it like 50 50 people who get like actual milk and then the other half get like some other version of milk that weird stuff that people drink <laughs> probably like i don't know man we sell a ton of oat milk i would say it'd be pretty close to 50 50 i'm not okay. gonna lie is that okay so oh there's oat milk is there such thing as soy milk there is we don't offer it okay oat but milk there is 
And can you taste the difference? Like if you're just to drink a glass of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think I've ever had it. I've had sips of Devon's. I'm like, this just doesn't taste right. Like you need yeah. the normal milk. Yeah, I know. The normal milk is much better. Like it tastes better, I think. Um, but some people, it's like a dairy allergy. Yeah. Other people, it's literally just their preference. Or like for me, I always do almond just because like oh, okay. for people that are dieting or whatever, it's yeah. less calories. Do you have people that come through the line like every day? Oh my word, yes. I love it. Honestly, my favorite part about the job. I love working the window. I love getting to know the regulars. There are so many customers that we literally call by name. We see their car pulling and we know them. So like, do you know by the car, or can you actually pick out like their voice? Like if you're working, you're not working the window or whatever, and you hear them order, can you know, you yeah. know who it is? Yeah, we actually have um, one guy. We have like multiple people that have been coming since like day one. Yeah. And I don't know why I think this is so funny, but there is one specific customer that comes so much. So we have a loyalty system and Jordan got a notification and the um, they thought that he was hacking it and like giving himself points yeah. because he was getting that many. But he it was just that he comes that much. No way. Like literally up to four times a day. What in the world was he ordering? Like just black coffee? Or is he getting like a special drink every time? Every morning at 530, about 530 or six, he gets a black coffee okay. like on, on the dot. And then he usually comes in a few hours later and gets a Lotus. Okay. And then he might, he usually comes back and gets another coffee like midday. And then sometimes one or maybe two more times before he goes, comes, goes home, he gets two more Lotus. Oh my goodness. Is he like, he's got to be on a, he's got to be shaking with all that know. much caffeine. I mean, like in his defense, he works literally like right down the road. Okay. But. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. My coffee habits. I mean, they're not. It's not bad. I I take or I take. I don't take it. I drink it. Um, I drink four shots of espresso a day. Typically, that's not bad, right? Because like you're. I think the isn't like the daily limit supposed to be like four hundred milligram, three or four hundred mm-hmm. milligrams or something. Yeah. Do you know what a shot has yeah. in it? One shot of espresso has eighty milligrams of caffeine. Eighty. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, and then sometimes I do have a monster in the afternoon oh. also, so might be pushing a little bit. It's easy to get addicted to caffeine, say yeah. that. Do you think, um, I mean, the amount of people that come through the drive through today, if you looked at like the last two months, is it pretty steady? Um, like it's the same customers coming over? Or I guess my question is really, are new people finding the coffee shop? Or do, or do you feel like everyone pretty much pretty much knows about it in this area by now we still have new customers um i would say at least once a week i hear like while i'm in the back room like this is my first time oh, here okay. you know that's awesome yeah and you've mentioned marketing a couple times like mm-hmm. how is that how they're finding you or is it more just like driving by word of mouth is huge i think um also marketing so just in the past like since we've got help with the marketing um our page has grown a lot and that's caused a lot of new people too a lot of new followers a lot of new customers so marketing and word of mouth i feel like are the biggest things um marketing like what have you found works the best is it like facebook instagram linkedin like what are you using um so we only do instagram and facebook i think facebook draws a lot more people a lot more um reels are huge Mm. do you know what a reel is i'm not that old 
Sorry, Jordan does not know, and everybody makes fun of him. Uh, I'm Bless a little, yeah, I'm a little bit too entrenched in social media, um, hence the podcast. But I do know what a reel is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. So yeah, those are huge. Um, I don't know if you saw, but our biggest, like just last week, we did a reel and it got like over seventeen thousand views. No, Mine, what was not, it? Our giveaway. Okay. So. Yeah, it drew a ton of people. Uh, it's probably like I don't. I know that you're like super into it, so that's probably normal to you. But for us, it was huge, like no, seventeen thousand. Awesome. So um, reels have probably got the most views and the most interaction. Okay, and that's on Instagram, right? Yeah, and we also post them to Facebook. Okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy the reach that you can have through social media. And yeah. Um, I told Jordan this, but something I always find interesting, like when you guys on your Instagram page reshare like people who are getting coffee um, and like, mm -hmm. you, you know, they're on their stories, they're sharing a picture of them getting their coffee and then you guys share it to your page. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's always interesting because you're like as a cut as a potential customer, you're looking at that and you're like, oh, so and so is getting coffee there. And oh, this person's there. Like, yeah. It just like it's almost gives you more confidence. Like, hey, this is the place to be, right? Mm -hmm. so it's like the more you can get that out there, the better. Yeah, it's definitely, and I'm like humbled to even say this, to be honest. But like, it's a trend I've noticed. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I've seen this everywhere, and I want to know what the hype's about. So they come, and like, I remember when Carter's first opened, and it was like everybody was posting, you know, like the picture of their cup, you know, like all the yeah. high schoolers or whatever the young girls and it's so funny to see that now like that people are doing that with our logo and our cup yeah you know like it's surreal i know that is so cool it's like your brand that you know came from scratch and right now people are like loyal followers yeah coming through the coffee place four day four times a day yeah do you know i mean when when people come through like the regulars do most people just order the same exact thing yeah okay. the regulars we pretty much know what yeah. they get yeah that's kind of how i am so I'm curious, uh, what is like, cause I mean, as a business owner, I'm sure your days vary because mm -hmm. there might be an emergency that pops up, someone doesn't show up, but what's just like a standard day in the life like for you right now? Um, well, um, I usually get up anywhere between four and six. I know that's kind of like a gap, but that's usually like when I set my alarm, um, I get up, get ready and I go straight to the shop. Um, the shop, what's the shop? Here's oh, the coffee shop. The okay. coffee shop, yeah. I thought you meant like like a garage or something. Oh, yeah, okay. no. Um, yeah, I go straight out to Hebrews. Um, and then I always make sure everything's going smoothly. That's like that's why I like to get out there so early to make sure that like there's no... What time did you say you get out there? So we open at 5.30 and I usually get out there anywhere between t like 5 to 6.30, okay. I would say, on a normal day. Um. But yeah, I always just like to make sure that everything's, everyone's there, everyone showed up, um, and everything's going good. Everything's going smooth. Um, we do bottle drinks now. Okay. So usually one of the first things on my to-do list is to make sure there was no bottle drinks ordered overnight that I need to get done. Um, and then we have a back room. We're in the process of turning it into an office, but mm -hmm. it is where Jordan and I hang out. That way we can be there if there is an emergency, but still get our work done. I do a lot of laptop work, like responding to customers, dealing with phone calls, um, meetings with like marketing, mm -hmm. uh, meetings with merchandise, creating new merchandise. I feel like I'm always working on that. Um, and a lot of like, I go in the back office, like 
in all honesty, like a typical day is I go in the back office, I open my laptop, and I start responding to customers. It'll responding go, to them where? Oh, on email. Email? Instagram. Who, who's emailing a coffee shop? Oh, my. We have the most craziest things. Like, we have people literally email us asking if they'll open early for them. <laughs> no we, way. Yeah. We'll have a lot of people, a lot of inquiries about, can you bring the trailer to us? Okay. Um, I respond to a lot of that. Questions like nutrition facts in the drinks, questions about something went wrong, they need a refund, or, yeah, angry customers, people, honestly, all kinds. Yeah. That you would never expect. Like, people wanting to work for us, you know, applications. Yeah, I, I seriously, like, as you're saying this, I'm like, wow, there's a lot. Yeah, that goes into this you don't think about. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I'm trying to think what I get because I feel like I'm constantly on Facebook Messenger. Just random stuff. Like, where are you guys at today with the mm-hmm. trailer? Uh, what time do you guys open? You know, what what's in this drink? What's in that drink? So I try to be very good. And Jordan has definitely, like, ingrained this in my head, which I'm grateful for. But, like, responding immediately. So, like, always if having... A, yeah, if, like, a customer's, like, reaching out on, like, Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm always doing that. Um, and then, like I said, I feel like I'm, I'm in the middle of doing that. And then there'll be a customer that wants to speak to the owner. Okay. Or someone will come in, like Pepsi. They need to place an order, like, get our Lotus order. Um, or some random person wants to speak to, you know, Jordan or I. Yeah. It's like I'm constantly getting interrupted and the days just fly. Um I do work as a barista sometimes. Um, I'll have to, like, cover for people unexpectedly a lot. Um, so some days my days are filled with that. Which then, like, probably throws off other things like responding to the emails and the face- and Facebook stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, if I work as a barista, I'm usually working at least, like, a 14-hour day at least because I have to do all that after yeah. the shift, you know. Um, do you ever, like, wake up in the morning and you're just like, Nah, I'm not going in today. I want to stay home and watch Netflix. Oh, I wish. No. You can't, right? No, I can't. No. But I love it. Like, literally, it's been so good for me. Like I said, before this job, I was just, to, you know, go home, relax, do my yeah. thing. It's really taught me so much discipline. It's grown me as a person so much. Yeah. Sorry, um, everyone. I don't know if you can hear that. My computer is freaking out. I don't know what it's, what it's doing. But, yeah, sorry. Cut you off there. You're good. I mean, do you feel like, I feel like also, so not only have you fulfilled like a lot in your life, but also like the, the people that are working for you, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're helping them figure out what they want to do next and instilling dreams in them. I mean, that's the thing. Like you probably don't have, you probably don't know the impact you're having on them. Right. I have no idea. And sometimes it slaps me across the face and I'm like, she's like, you have a Christian based business and you have the opportunity to literally change these girls lives like your manager you work alongside her every single day like you could literally like teach her about jesus like Mm -hmm. bring people to christ like i don't realize it but like someone mentioned it to me the other day like people are looking up to you like they're like what should i do like shalice Mm -hmm. has her own business what does she do i want to do it yeah you know and i'm not saying like i'm humbled to say that like i don't feel like i'm just a normal human but like it is crazy to even think about that does it ever, does the pressure ever become too much where you're like, who am I to be doing all this? Yeah. I, there are often times that I'll be driving to work like in the morning and the sun, like the sunset's coming up and I'll just start sobbing yeah. because I am like overwhelmed that I've been blessed with what I have been. Yeah. I just, don't, I feel so undeserving of it, to be honest. It, I, it, like, it almost gives me the chills because seriously, you're 20 
Jordan's 24. And it's just been so cool to see. I love watching the growth of businesses. It's just crazy. Yeah. To see that. Yeah. So, okay, back to kind of day in the life. Yeah. Um, so how does it work? Like the, the, the chain of command, like, let's say, I mean, I know it's just you and Jordan. It's not mm -hmm. like a massive, you know, you don't have a board of directors and all that, but, um, okay. Let, let's say something happens like a machine goes down or, or someone calls in, um, sick. How does that, who's, where's that phone call go? Does that go to you? Does that go to Jordan? And then, and then what, like, are you just jumping on the phone and I don't know, just like take me yeah. through some of that yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Um, so obviously me and Jordan as like the owner operator, um, I would say underneath us, we have a probably Shania actually. I don't know if you, you knew she's working for us, yeah, but she's kind of like an assistant, I would say is a good fitting word for her. And then underneath her, we have a manager, Bella. Okay. So if you're working just to take it like step by step, if the girls are working and something goes wrong in the shop, the first person they go to is Bella. If me and Jordan are not there. Okay. And then Bella, if she can't solve the problem, she calls me or Jordan okay. and then we take care of the issue. Um, if it has anything, Shania's like main thing is scheduling. So like if there's like somebody not coming into work, they call Shania and then Shania calls us. Okay. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then me and Jordan kind of hash it out. You know, it's just between us to figure out who's going to cover the shift or if it's something that I can take care of, you know, or like if it's an angry customer, it's something I could run to the shop and fix. If it's like a water line, that's obviously something he has to do. So those are like kind of like the four or the three. Okay. Me and Jordan, so, Shania and Bella. Yeah, that, that helps. So it's not like every little thing is coming straight to your cell phone. Yeah. Exactly. And it used to. And that's why I was like, okay, like Bella or I'm Shania, you're in charge of all the baristas mm. and you, they, they call you, not me. Cause yeah. my phone, like my personal phone is actually like our business number. Oh, uh, that's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah, what people are actually calling. So it's your phone. Yes. So we should probably change that because it can yeah. be overwhelming at times. So if, if, uh, like if the hospital wants to have you come out to their mm -hmm. parking lot, they actually will like Google your number and it's, straight straight to you yeah okay yep yeah i yeah i remember i feel like when i was 20 i mean you i you and jordan are definitely ahead of where i was like in the business world at 20 it, yeah you guys age but i remember certain times like because i'm in real estate and i'd have tenants you know twice my age just like you have customers twice your right. age and you know asking me a question i'm like who am i like to figure this out like i don't know like i don't know what i'm doing mm -hmm. uh do you ever have like, well, you've kind of talked a little bit, but I call it like the imposter syndrome or I don't call it that it's, a, you know, called the imposter syndrome where it's like, sometimes you're just like, um, like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. I mean, is, are you over that at this point? Or are there still days where you're just like, uh, what are we doing? I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, that definitely does still happen. I feel like within a year we've definitely had enough learning curves. Um, to, to get it all figured out, but definitely not all. You're always going to be growing, right? Exactly. Yeah, there's always going to be new things that we never expected. Um, but yeah, I mean, actually this morning, a good example, like I showed up and Bella, my manager was like, she's I have no idea what's going on with this espresso machine. It's leaking. She's mm. like, I showed up late. I don't have time for this, whatever. And I was like, oh, cool. I don't know either, but I'm going to act like I do. So I was like, hmm, let's just start pushing buttons, you know? And I was like, okay, yep. And I figured it out. All I did was turn it off and turn it back on, but you know, you just act keeping like, you that know, level head, right? Yeah. 
yeah. like we got this you know no no need to freak out so yeah those are it's like you figure out who you are in times of pressure right exactly you know? oh 100 percent. do you uh, when you're hiring someone is there i know you guys are only a year into this but like is there something you're looking for when you're hiring someone like certain traits in them or what do you, what do you think about when you're hiring a barista um the level of like I've definitely learned like different I don't know what the right word is but I've definitely learned like what things to pick up on like mm -hmm. red flags and people I guess um but like biggest things is like respectful like someone that is very like you can tell they're mature you yeah. know um we've we've raised our um like hiring age to 18 mm -hmm. oh, okay like because ha someone that's like mature and has had experience is huge experience is something i look for as well um someone that's really good at like communication mm -hmm. that can like carry a conversation yep um that's pretty big um in an interview i would say like you you don't really know much about the person so those are like little things that i really look for do the you, way that they answer do you have in-person interviews or is it still over the phone uh in person okay for sure yeah is it typically like within that first sit down that you're like yes or no yeah okay based off like the way they carry themselves and the way they carry a conversation i feel like i can usually pick up on it but i'm not gonna lie we've definitely had you know those times where people show their true colors after two weeks and we're yeah. like, whoa, yeah, you know? Yeah. Those are probably hard conversations to have. I mean, I've only, I only have one true employee. And so that's why like I've told Jordan, I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. You know, there's so many different personalities, emotions, you know, you guys are doing like a high stress job, you know, there's pressure it's yeah. like, and you got to manage all this and put all these people together. Yeah. And sounds like fun. It's caused us to be very patient. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I love like just personally, I, I love the challenge. Mm -hmm. I love learning. I love like pushing myself like a diamond is formed under pressure. Right. Yep. And so like, I'm just like, let's do this. Like I, the other day we had like a super stressful day and I'm like, man, this is fun. Yeah. Like, we're learning, you know, and just to get through it. I think it's awesome. We have a good team. Growing so. pains are good. You yeah. know, when you're in pain, um, and then what's the saying? Um, I've got a real estate buddy that says something like, it's like the, um, your most magnificent life lies right on the, on the other side of uncomfortable. Yeah. So it's like, if you're always living, living in your comfort zone, it's like, you're never going to grow. You're never going to get anywhere. Your business isn't going to move. It's like yeah. when you can get uncomfortable, um, yeah, you're just continuing to grow. Yeah. I will say like huge shout out to Jordan because when I first, like I said, when I first started, like I was, I was comfortable, mm -hmm. man. Like I didn't want to work 12 hour days. Count me out, you know, and you, the people that you surround yourself is who you turn into. Yeah. And I'm so incredibly blessed to have Jordan as my business partner because he is an outstanding person and um, he's rubbed off on me in like good ways. Mm. And um, yeah, it's awesome. He's, he's really pushed me to like, challenge myself mm -hmm. and he's taught me a lot about myself and like taught me how to discipline yep. and everything like I seriously like obviously we're 50 50 and I would never ever this business would not be where it's at if it was not for mm -hmm. him that is for sure yeah I feel like some of the best businesses in the world well it was a partnership right yeah and it's like one balanced out the other right and I feel like as you guys continue to grow 
It's like, yeah, maybe you don't have to work 12 hour days or maybe you will, but let's say you don't, the, but the problems don't necessarily get e any easier. It's like, you're just working on a different problem. So it's yeah. like, okay, you know, first the problem is like all managing all the breaches is hard. Let's, let's hire a manager. Okay. We got that done. But then the next problem is even bigger. And I love that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like the, the longer you go and you've probably started to realize this is like you think life doesn't get easier, but you get better at yeah. figuring it out. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. And just like, you're talking about like the diamond thing. It's like, yeah, the pressure, it just gets greater and greater. And like the more pressure you're able to handle, it's like the better you can navigate the next problem. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, just looking back, like zoom out over the last year, if you could actually go back to like, you know, months before you started, if you could tell yourself something or like give yourself a piece of advice, what comes to mind? Oh, wow. That is about, a great about, question. yeah, about anything. Like, um, would you tell yourself not to start the business? Would you tell yourself, okay, you know, think about this when starting the business or, you know, go, you know, you need to work on this mindset, anything, just what would you, I guess, let's say someone else is wanting to start a coffee business. Definitely yeah. not around here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come to this area. But if they were thinking about it, what would your advice be to them? Like some things to think about. Um, put your priorities like in your life first. Um, like the business is very important, but you have to you still have to put yourself and your family mm. in Christ. Things that you are passionate, like things in your life that are important to you, those you still have to focus on them. Yeah. I feel like I lost myself at one time. Um, I used to be a super, super like went to the gym all the time. I read the Bible every morning. I had a great relationship with Christ. And I feel like the business just like consumed me mm. and I lost that. I don't, I lost a lot of friends and I lost a lot of relationships and I feel like a business is awesome and it's great to have this opportunity, but you can't lose sight of what is most important yeah. in your life. Yeah. Because money does not buy you happiness and money is not the only thing that matters. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. That's really good advice. That's <laughs> so, that's something that uh, I don't think about enough. I mean, yeah, it's like kind of like if you think about being healthy, um, if you're not healthy, what's the point of being financially successful? Because you can't enjoy anything, right. your, your business, maybe it's not even financially successful, but um, things like that. Like if your spiritual health isn't there, like what's the point of, I guess you, you have to figure out the, there's some sort of balance. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, I'm still learning too. Yeah, <laughs> but... there's a balance. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see where you guys are, where you're at, you know, in a couple years from now, you might have another location or two. Um, that's one question I wanted to ask before we wrap up. And I know we don't need to like drop any names or anything like that, but what do you think about, what is your mindset when you see competition? Is it like, like you shut down, like you want to fight back or is it like you welcome the competition? Um, is it good for the business? Is it bad for the business? Cause like in the real estate space, when I see like a competitor, I have a lot of different thoughts and emotions. I'm just curious. What yeah. are, what are some of the things you think about when like you see a competitor or is like, there even a competitor? Yeah, definitely. And I think I go through all the motions. 
mm-hmm. I feel like there was definitely a time where I was like, I would get angry um, when, like, I assumed that we were losing customers due to competition. Mm-hmm. But then once again, what, like, I have that challenge mindset. So then it excites me almost. Like, we have to have competition. You know, yeah. it makes, if we didn't have competition, we could just be at the very bottom and not, you know, yeah. figure out what else. Like, competition's good for you because you're like, how can we be better? How yeah. can we level up? You know, does that make sense? So it's kind of exciting. I like competition because it's like, it challenges us to um, do different things to make us better as a business. Um, and yeah, I guess those two things. Yeah, that's that point you just were making right there. It's like, um, it's like capitalism. Um, it's how it works. Like, and that's what's been awesome about the country that we live in. It's like we have because we have com- competition. It it helps us to grow and to you know right. You ch- if you didn't have a competitor, you're not going to challenge yourself like you said to grow. And that's just the beauty of the country that we live in. Like, yeah, com- competition sometimes is a bummer, but uh, if you didn't have it, we'd probably all just be doing nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I know there's questions that I missed, so. We're going to have you probably on again, I don't know, next year, six months from now, see where, see where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I think we pretty much covered everything for today. Thanks for coming. This was fun. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for watching and we'll see you in the next one.